Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to the Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Bald Face Truth. Kristoff with the defeat of Martinez has time to turn into Messi. Advantage play. Messi driving forward. Messi from distance! What can he not do? We are watching greatness! But someone from Philadelphia, you've got to stop Lionel Messi from 30 yards in. All he needs is a gap, a half a yard, and you're going to be picking the ball my word what a start for Lionel Messi in his major league soccer career nine goals in six games well you may not be a diehard soccer fan but if you've been a sports fan in this market in this town uh, for any amount of time but specifically any time in the last decade you know that Portland's a great soccer town it's a great soccer city it dubs itself Soccer City, USA. And uh, if you've watched any Timbers game in the last decade or so, you've heard the voice of our next guest, who just had the call of that aforementioned highlight, Lionel Messi. He just had dinner with Lionel Messi. That's what I heard. That, that's what people are saying on the <laughs> on the streets. It's Jake Zivin. Hey, Jake. How, how was dinner? Judah, it was great. Uh, it was actually not with Lionel Messi. It was an even more with an even more famous soccer player, Ross Smith, actually, uh, who uh, our, our good friend, my former uh, Timbers broadcast partner and former Portland Timber, uh, who now lives in Nashville. That's phenomenal. You are in Nashville. You've got a broadcast for Apple TV coming up. Uh, I want to hit that in a moment as well, but. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's been it's been an interesting time with uh, Lionel Messi coming to Major League Soccer. How many games of Messi have you called now for Apple TV? <laughs> How many has he played? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. Tomorrow will be the seventh. Uh, he's played six games for Inter Miami. It has been, um, you know, about, probably about as perfect as he could have hoped, as Inter Miami could have hoped, and as uh, you know how, how everybody involved in soccer in, in this country, to be fair, I think could have hoped except for the teams that he's beaten, right? And uh, and here we go, game number seven, the final of the League's Cup tomorrow night in Nashville. Nashville SC will try to be that team to, to kind of ruin this story, right? To be the bad guys, to be the villains in what so far has felt like a movie script in the first six games of, of Lionel Messi's Inter-Miami career. How accessible has Messi been to, uh, to, to broadcasters or to anybody? I imagine he's got to be really hard to get to, but what's it been like for you since you've been following him around everywhere the last month and a half or so? Yeah. So Lionel Messi is, is um, kind of famously one who, who is relatively introverted. At least that's how he's always portrayed himself to the public world. And I think that's authentically who he is. The culture around media in the rest of the world is not what it is in the United States where a LeBron James talks, twice a day, right? He speaks uh, at the shoot around in the morning and he speaks after a, an NBA game. And that's just what in the U.S., that's what our culture is for our most famous athletes. They talk to the media all the time. It's just part of it. Not so much with, with European soccer. So uh, for every player that comes over, no matter how famous they are worldwide, it's always a bit of an adjustment to come to the United States and to MLS and with how much media there is. Uh, that being said, you know, Lionel Messi just did a, a 
day yesterday of press availability that was honestly probably more intensive than what he's done in a long time. He had a full-on press conference um, at Inter-Miami. Again, that's something that's kind of more rare uh, you know, overseas. He did multiple one-on-one interviews yesterday with um, ESPN, with the Miami Herald, et cetera, et cetera. So it's something that, um, you know, are we getting, you know, to speak to him before every game like we would with a Diego Valeri or a Diego Chara before Timbers game? No, uh, definitely not. But, you know, he is, I think, opening himself up to to the outside, you know, to, to media, maybe, maybe more than he had uh, in, in the past in his career. Jake Zivin, lead play-by-play man, Apple TV, MLS season pass. What's it like working with Taylor Twelman, Jake? That's that's your uh, partner in the booth. <laughs> Taylor's my guy. Taylor's my guy. It's been great. You know, we've been working together for for six months. Um, if if you're a soccer fan, you know Taylor. If you're not a soccer fan, you might as well. You know, famously had the I think we can call it a rant in 2017 when the United States did not qualify for the World Cup. The what are we doing? That was, you know, mm. on Sports Center. One they, of my favorites. That is that is a it's great. It's <laughs> one of the media moments of the decade in sports. Uh, and that's Taylor, like in, in his life, right, that energy uh, that he brings. And so it's been a blast working with him on air and off air, hanging out. I think we've we've grown uh, to, be, to be friends, to be good friends, off air. And, and on air, I think our chemistry as well. Uh, well, I think relatively good to, to start, pretty natural to begin, which you never know when you've never called a game with somebody. Um, I think really now has has uh, has increased. I hope he feels the same way. We've been like we've been with each other more than we've been with our families over the past month and a half because it's been a wild summer of a ton of games and a ton of travel for us. And uh, I think we still like each other, so that's that's positive. <laughs> uh, that is good. So the, the Messi's arrival to the league, you know, playing professionally in Major League Soccer. You can help us contextualize this, the Sports Talk Radio listening audience. And this is always, I, I feel this tension, Jake, because you know, you and I have known each other for some time. We, we've, you know, worked together in Timbers capacities for a number of years now. But there's kind of siphoning off of, you know, Major League Soccer, you know, broadcasts or, or soccer commentary in general and the day-to-day, you know, topics that we cover in regular sports talk media. This messy thing, man. Dan Patrick's talking about it. Jim Rome's talking about it. You know, yeah. national guys are talking about. I'm bringing you on the show to talk about because you're you're living it. You're seeing the greatest to ever play. You know, week to yeah. week and making like help us contextualize the impact to the league. Sure, but from your vantage point, you've covered a lot of different sports and a lot of different markets. You know, what, what has it been like for you, and what kind of impact do you think this has on American sports at large? Yeah, first of all, right, for, for anybody that, that's not aware, you know, Lionel Messi is arguably, and, and maybe not any, might not even be an argument anymore, the greatest soccer player of all time. He's a Michael Jordan-level athlete, a Tiger Woods-level athlete, a Muhammad Ali-level athlete. Not, not the GOAT that, you know, there's a different GOAT every year, right? Not that kind of GOAT, but really the greatest of all time. He's, he's that good. He's that level. He has, oh, you know, what, 500 million Instagram followers around the world. Like, he is one of the most recognizable people on the planet. And him coming to Major League Soccer, him coming to the United States, is massive for the league. It is another inflection point, I think, in the American soccer 
history that saw Pele come in the 70s and that boosted the NASL. Portland Timbers started at that point and that kind of introduced soccer to America. David Beckham came in 2007 and that elevated the league a little bit more and brought some casual viewers to the league because of the massive celebrity factor that David Beckham had. It didn't necessarily have to do with him as a player, but just him as a person and Victoria, his wife, you know, the Spice Girl, right? Spice Girl, Posh Spice coming to the U.S., all that stuff. Little Messi coming to me, I think what it does is it brings the eyes of certainly casual fans that just want to watch the greatest player of, of all time in whatever sport you're watching, you want to see that. But also the soccer fans that maybe weren't paying attention to Major League Soccer, but now that Messi's here, like, yeah, they're going to watch Messi. I mean, you, you go on YouTube, you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, and you look at the views that, that the Messi content, videos, highlights uh, get. It's, it's remarkable. It's 20, 50-fold what any other MLS game would get. That's the type of impact that Lionel Messi has. With that now, other teams have to, have to step up. They've got to keep pace. There's not another Messi that can be brought in, maybe outside of Cristiano Ronaldo, but I'm not even sure. Messi might be in his own tier right now at this point. But still, teams have to bring in bigger players, maybe spend a little more money uh, to compete, and that's a good thing for the league. I think players are going to look at MLS now and say, okay, Messi's there. Yeah, maybe I'll come play. And, and it's already a league that was growing at an, at an incredible rate. The quality, uh, the viewership, you know, the, the people going to stadiums on and off the field, growing immensely. This just kind of gives it not just a little bump or boost, I think, but kind of a rocket ship to keep going. Slight pivot with you here, Jake. And we're talking to Jake Zivin, yeah, lead a play-by-play voice, MLS season pass on Apple TV. So you, you've got a fascinating background. You know, you're, you're originally from, you know, Big Ten country, you know, Evanston, Illinois, your, your hometown. And <laughs> I'm, I'm still living in Big Ten country now, aren't I? You exactly are, my friend. You exactly are. <laughs> and, and you've got this, you know, Apple TV gig, which is fascinating. Now, obviously, you know, I want to bring this up because Apple's been in so much news with conference realignment, consolidation, media yeah. rights, whatever yeah. you want to say. It directly is intersected with the Oregon Ducks. You've covered the program. Yes. You know, we're, this radio mm-hmm. show is on in Eugene right now on uh, KORE, Fox Sports Eugene. You used to be an anchor at uh, KEZI down there in Eugene. You've covered Chip Kelly's programs. Absolutely. You've covered this, you know, some of the peak of, of Oregon Ducks football. You see them moving to the Big Ten, and part of it was this, you know, dance with, with Apple TV and a little bit of hesitance with the subscription model and, and all that. But I guess overall, with Oregon moving to the Big Ten, you know, how do you react to that, given your ties? And also, just this <laughs> overall, just this overall, I think, from a public standpoint, this uncertainty with, with Apple's subscription-based model, you have a perspective. You're seeing it working from the inside. Now you're seeing it for a much different yeah. demographic, different sport, and different levels of stardom. But I'm fascinated by what your perspective on all that was. Yeah, look, I, first of all, I'll say I have no inside knowledge of – you know, the Pac-12 discussions with Apple or Apple's discussions with the Pac-12. I'll say I'm a huge believer in this model. And, and I, I think MLS specifically is, was the perfect league. Apple was the perfect partner, and it was the perfect time for this to happen. I think eventually the model that MLS has, where every game is on Apple TV, subscription, MLS season pass, so there are several every week that are for free, and it can be seen globally. No blackouts, every country in the world. It's not splintered rights. It's not only some games, but every game, no matter where you are, in the United States, 
in anywhere in the world, 107 countries, you can watch it. I think that model is the future for sports. And the MLS is the perfect league, Apple the perfect partner, to be the first one to do it. And I think in 10, in 20 years, they're going to look back on this deal as being transformative in the sports broadcasting world. Does that mean that it was the right move for the Pac-12? You know, that, I'm not going to analyze that. But I think that because, like you said, the demographic of Major League Soccer, younger fans, more tech-savvy fans, the amount of complaints that we would get in the Timbers days about not being able to cut the cord and not being able to stream games if you are in Portland because the mm. streaming package would be blacked out in the local market was immense, right? So that, that's, all, that's all done, and, and I think it's, it's been perfect. Certainly Lionel Messi coming um, and, and the global audience that he brings, again, just a perfect pairing and a perfect partnership, and I'm a, a big believer in this in the future. Uh, for the Pac-12 now, it, it, that, <laughs> this has nothing to do with television. It makes me sad. It makes, yeah. I'm a traditionalist, right? So I understand, you know, I understand it's a big business. I, I'm, I believe, in, and Chip Kelly, I think, talks about this, actually. I'm a big believer that I think football needs to break apart from the other college sports, let football be its own thing. I think football, my big hot take is the only sport in America where promotion and relegation would work is Division One college football. And it'd be incredible and you could the economics of it would support it. Fan bases would follow teams if they're in, you know, Division One A or Division One B or Division One C. Doesn't matter. You're going to support your team. It'd be interesting. The fact that you know it's only four years and like that makes it a little different, right? You get promoted and then there's different group. You know, it's not the same team necessarily, but that happens in European soccer anyway. You sign new players because you have more money. Yada yada. Anyway, I'm a believer in that. And then I think for all the other sports, you know, come back to like the regionals conferences that make sense for travel and for rivalries and all that. So I would, I would love to see that, but yeah, it makes, I, you know, somebody who covered the PAC 12 for five years, like you said, the glory days of Oregon football, Chip, LaMichael, Marcus. Yeah. It, it makes me sad that, that the PAC 12 is, is on its final legs and, and for Oregon state to be apart from Oregon, that, that stinks, right? I mean, it really does. Those games are awesome. Civil War is not called that anymore, obviously, but, those games were awesome to cover in every sport. And I'm a, I love rivalries like Timber Sounders are the best games to call, you know? Um, so yeah, it makes me sad. On the other hand, when my, uh, I grew up in Evanston, Illinois, grew up a Northwestern fan, not a very good time for, for Northwestern football <laughs> right now, but the fact that like, they're going to be coming to Eugene and for a conference game is just crazy. Yes. And the ducks are going to go to Evanston and play, you know, a mile from where I grew up is like just for, in a conference game is just weird. It's crazy times, man. It is crazy times. Jake Zivin, lead play-by-play voice, MLS season pass on Apple TV. You got Messi tomorrow, Jake. Uh, what yep. time is that kicking off, and how can people find you and Taylor in this League's Cup yeah. final? Final of the League's Cup, uh, which was a tournament that was every team in Major League Soccer and every team in Liga MX, the, the Mexican First Division, 47 teams started down to the final two. This is the first year of this tournament. Inter-Miami and Lionel Messi playing at Nashville SC, who have the reigning league MVP, Hani Mukhtar, who's been the best player in the league for the past two and a half seasons. So it's the best in MLS in Mukhtar versus the best in the world uh, in Lionel Messi. It's 6 o'clock Pacific time to start, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock where we are in Nashville. at 6 Pacific time on MLS season pass on Apple TV, wherever you are in the world. So if you're streaming this, and you're, you know, you're, you're getting on a plane tomorrow morning to fly somewhere, to fly up to Canada, to fly down to Cancun. 
You can still watch it, MLS season pass, on Apple TV. Lionel Messi has been a spectacle. Every game he's been in has not disappointed. It has been pure entertainment, and tomorrow night should, should certainly be the best yet. My very best to Ross Smith and his uh, beautiful family. Give my <laughs> warm regards, Jake. It's great to catch up with you. Thanks for making time, and uh, I'll look forward to tune, tuning in uh, and enjoying the subscription-based model that is MLS Season Pass. I'm pro it, man. I think it's been a phenomenal okay. viewing experience, and obviously I got I got to be plugged in as well for the you know the MLS uh, stuff and the Timbers stuff, but I think it delivers in a major way. I think yeah. it's a matter of time yep. before it gets into the college football space, and when it does, I think it will be yep. a great win for for the audience. But yeah, it's it's fascinating, Jake. But thanks for making time. No problem. By the way, I, I'm a little disappointed you didn't introduce me as the co-host of Talk Timbers on 7:50 the game every <laughs> Wednesday night at six o'clock with the great Judah Newby. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, shocker that I didn't uh, I didn't lead with that. Although that is a highlight of my week, and yeah, that is right. Wednesday six to seven, Jake and I talk all things Timbers, and we'll do so again next week, Jake. So I look forward to that show next week. We'll be Let's talking go. League's Cup recap and uh, pr- talking more Timber soccer as well. So look forward to that, my friend. Safe travels and have a great call. Amen. See you, Judah. There he is, Jake Zivin. MLS season pass on Apple TV. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Look forward to tuning in for that one tomorrow. We'll wrap things up on the show when we return. Newby and Stephen Vaughn in for John Cazano on a Friday, Bald Face Truth. NFL preseason continuing. Judah Newby, Stephen Vaughn in for John Cazano. Hope everyone's enjoying their Friday. You got any uh, division odd futures that you like, Stephen? We were kicking around this around a little bit. Like I think the Seahawks were getting more action than the Niners in the NFC West because of the value, which I fully support. But what stands out to you? Yeah, you know, you know, I got one. You know, I got a few. I, I think you got a few. Um, the one that I really like, and it's gone down a little bit. It was, it was a little higher, but uh, people are catching on a little bit. Is the Packers to win the NFC North? And the thing is, is about it is like you look at it. And last season, they didn't win the NFC North, right? It was the Minnesota Vikings. They go, what was it, fourteen and three, thirteen and four, something 13 like that. Thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. All and, of them by one score. Yes. They, I, believe it was, I believe it was 12 of the 13 wins were one score or less. Crazy, dude. Regression has that to Buffalo happen That Buffalo game, I'll never forget the Buffalo game. Totally. Totally. Crazy. So I, I think Minnesota, they're not even the favorite. The Lions are the favorite in that division. I'm not fully yet ready to buy the Detroit Lions. I've seen the Lions for my whole entire life not be good. What's the difference this time? What is the difference? I don't know. Is it Dan Campbell? Is he really that good of a coach? He's that good a motivator? Ben Johnson, the OC. I'm just, it could be. And they could be awesome. That offense should be really good. The defense struggled a season ago. I'm not ready to buy it till I see it. Yep. Lions are getting a little too much hype. The Packers, they're still a very talented team, especially defensively. They're a good defensive team, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers played great last season for the Packers. So if Jordan Love comes in and is fine, is average, that's kind of what Aaron Rodgers did last season. So I think right now, I look at this roster with the Packers, and I think they got some weapons. I think they got you know the the uncertainty that Aaron Rodgers brought to that team year after year. Nobody knew if he was coming back. Nobody knew if he was buying in. That's gone. It's a new regime. It's Matt LaFleur's guy. He came in. He drafted Jordan Love because he wanted him. It's kind of like the Dame situation here in Portland. Joe Cronin, he got his guys. He's got Shane Sharp. He got Scoot. He wants to build around them. Matt LaFleur has his guy in Jordan Love. He wants to build around him. He's going to build that offense around him. I think that division's not very good. You look at that with the Bears as well. I think the Packers at 4-1, to one, I think it's a good bet. I think that they could win the division very easily. And we know in the NFL, it's you know there's a lot of turnover in who makes the playoffs. Packers didn't make the playoffs last year. 
I think this is a team that could really bounce back this next season. People love Luke Musgrave there. Love love what he looks like in training camp. So love it. I think that's uh, that's cool. There's uh there was reports that Luke Musgrave was the fastest wide receiver or tight end on the roster. He was beating Christian Watson in races. That's how fast. That's supposed Luke to be Watts the strong suit. Yeah. His speed. That Luke Musgrave's going to be a contributor day one. <laughs> oh, I'm hyped. I'll give you one. This is sneaky. People aren't going to like it either, and I'll tell you why. Cleveland Browns plus three eighty mm. to win the AFC North. Now. If Deshaun Watson's good, that's a good value bet. If he's not good, then throw your ticket, go home. I, and Deshaun Watson's not exactly a guy people are going to enjoy betting on. But last year was a mess. His whole last two years have been a football mess, and for good reason. But he's got no, no full offseason to get into the Stefanski system. It's always going to be a strong run game. They made a change at defensive coordinator. Jim Schwartz is in there now. That's an adult. That's a guy that freaking knows what he's doing on defense. Okay. And Joe Woods is gone. They still got dudes on defense. Uh, it could come together. Mix that in with Cincinnati. Dude, it's a war of attrition in the AFC North. I think Baltimore is obviously a sneaky good play too. But if you're looking for value, Cleveland plus 380. Am I crazy? No, not at all. Uh, because I mean, Are you think, betting it right now? <laughs> I am right now. now. Think about Deshaun Watson, like the fall from grace that that guy had. He was like the future of the league, right? Yeah. With Houston, that's how good he was. And yes, he had some problems off the field. It's been a couple of years since, but if that guy regains his form, he's one of the best in the NFL. About There's a, no doubt about it. A team that was, you know, five minutes from an AFC championship game just a few years ago with Baker. Yeah, no doubt about that. He, so, like, he's one of the most talented players in the NFL when he's yeah. right. All right. Steven, it's been a hell of a show, man. Great show. Appreciate you. Get that shoulder healthy. Don't Good go to Jeff da- George. <laughs> Don't go to David Buster's if you can help it. Otherwise, you're you're calling out with a hospital visit next week. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody listening. Thanks to Bob Condota, Jake Zivin, Jordan Kent, all joining the show. Find the podcast. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but. If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.